Welcome back to the Maryville Forum Sports Podcast. I'm Maryville Forum Sports Editor John Dykstra, and I'm joined by Anthony Crane. Um, we're just going to go through this week and, uh, and talk about um, the games we have left, which for Maryville, obviously that's a state semifinal home on Saturday against Cassville. And, uh, and for Anthony, our eight-man expert, he's, uh, he's going to provide some insight on uh, a team just to the south of us with North Andrew playing uh, Southwest Livingston as the number one and two ranked teams in the state made it all the way to the state championship game in eight man and are going to uh, do battle on Saturday as well. So it'll be a busy, busy holiday Saturday for, uh, for football fans out there. First of all, Anthony, we made it to championship week for one, um, one classification. And then obviously um, the 11 man classifications, except for six, uh, a are all in uh are all in uh, semifinal week. So how how fun is it to make it to this part of the season and uh, and see these guys, see some state champions finally get crowned? Yeah, it's uh, it's great. It, it was a bumpy ride. Um, you know, you're excited for that state championship game uh, while also being sad because that means uh, the end of football season. So, uh, but yeah, I'm glad we made it here. Um, you know, we talked all year. It was funny about – um, how competitive uh, eight-man football would be. And still, we got the number one and number two teams in the state. So I guess those – they still managed to, uh, you know, avoid any upsets. Um, but it was a great playoff, and uh, it should be a great game on Saturday. Yeah, and another great game will be in the Hound Pound, where we've had very few games um, this year. But uh, Maryville gets to host the uh, – the state semifinals against uh, Cassville this week. And uh, it should be a, a really good game going into it. Um, Anthony, we'll start out with you. Just uh, what do you think it means to, to host that game for Maryville? And they've obviously won 70, whatever it is, 71 of the last 72 games in the Hound Pound. Um, so so it's, a, it's a tough place to win. Just what do you what do you think it means to have that semifinal home? I'm kind of wondering the way they've been rolling on the road, if they've been better off going to Cassville. Um, but, yeah, I think it would be good for them. Uh, they'll be happy to finally get one at home. Uh, you know, just it, – and it all goes back to uh, what we've seen from Maryville this year, uh, where they started to where they are now has been, you know, one of the, more, one of the better stories in the state, really. Um, and you can't say enough about those kids and the way Coach Webb has, uh, you know, rallied the troops and gotten them to this point. Yeah, and it'll be an an old school football game for sure on uh, on Saturday with uh, two teams that love to run the ball. Cassville might be one of the only teams in the state that runs the ball more than Maryville does. They run the ball about about ten times more than they throw it on the year. So a um, couple couple really good runners they have a back that's got almost 1600 yards this season another one well over 800 yards um but he's missed three games as well so he would be well over a thousand if he if he had that um quarterback can run the ball too is over 500 yards and coach Webb pointed out to me that he's a he's a really big kid and a kid that's hard to tackle so um that's for uh 
for Cassville, that's kind of where they get all their offenses to run a little bit of option and, and doing some different things out there. So it should be a should be a physical, hard hard nosed game for a for a spot in the state championship the following week. Um, Anthony, who who do you like in that game? Do you have a do you have a pick for us on uh, on Saturday here? Well, yeah. You can't really pick against Maryville right now. Uh, I can't say I know a ton about Castville. Um, but, you know, has Maryville faced a team like that this year? Um, I can't think of any. Um, the comparison this year would be, I guess, to Chillicothe because they run that option style and they, they run the ball a lot. Um, but, uh, obviously, Chillicothe is not – not the team Cassville is like there's there's not really a comparison there which which has been has been funny the last few weeks that um, they've they've gone against these spread offenses and with Richmond and uh, and last week with Summit Christian who like to throw the ball a little bit and uh, and it'll be a little change for this week but but one that normally traditionally Maryville felt. Uh, does better against run heavy teams than they do pass heavy teams. But with the, with the experience in the secondary and everything, I think they were very comfortable against pass heavy teams this week. So it'll be a test for the, uh, the D line and, and uh, the linebackers and the safeties to come up and tackle this week and, uh, and find a way to contain that Cassville uh, running offense. Did, uh, did Webb say anything, uh, you know, more about the, the defensive side of the ball um, and what the spoof hounds will face on that side. Um, yeah, for, for Cassville's defense, um, they, uh, I mean, they're, they're a quality unit, obviously. And uh, Maryville's just really comfortable with, I think, the way they're running the ball. And, and that brings us into a little bit last week with, uh, with Summit Christian and, and they had some stops early, but the big thing was Connor Drake really stepped up and made some big throws in that game. And uh, and Caleb Kreisinger said after the game that yeah, um, he was getting interviewed by by us media types and uh, and said, "Well, as soon as I get done with these interviews, I'm going to go over and and hug Caleb Dra- or hug uh, Connor Drake and tell him he stepped up today and and did a great job." And and he really did. He came through. Uh, three different times with long third down conversions. One for long uh, touchdown to uh, to Trey Houchin. The other two times with uh, with big uh, conversions to Caleb Kreisinger. So um, Maryville's offense has, I guess you could say, has been missing that kind of element of of a pass game um, for a lot of the year. They they haven't needed it, frankly, lately. And but it is good to good to see that and good to see that they uh they've kind of settled in into that passing game with Drake obviously obviously taking over as starting quarterback after week one when Ben Walker went down so he he really settled in and I thought had his best game of his his spoof hound career on uh on Saturday to pick up that win at Summit Christian who who obviously uh was an opponent they weren't expecting to face because Odessa um, was was kind of that opponent that that was expected to come out of that district, and then with them 
them being quarantined. It ended up being Summit Christian. So, so Summit Christian played well, but by the end, Maryville was just a little bit too much for them to handle. Yeah, um, and you know, you kind of talked about uh, even a little bit, you know, off the podcast that you know the confidence has been really high with the Spoof Hounds the last few weeks. Uh, do you get that sense this week as well? Um, I don't get the same the same confidence that they had going into last week. Last week, I think they were they were very confident they were going to win, um, and. Uh, set up this matchup. I think they were very confident Cassville was going to win too. I think they knew this matchup was coming, as did uh, most of the state. I did another story this week that's uh, that's coming out on Thursday for Thanksgiving about um, Odessa, and I talked to Odessa coach Mark Thomas, who's a Hall of Fame coach, won four state titles at different stops. So um, he certainly knows his football, and he said he was, after they were eliminated, he was looking forward to to following this game and seeing how this one turns out because Odessa beat Cassville for the, in the state championship last year. And then the year before Maryville knocked Odessa out of the, uh, the playoffs when Odessa was the number one seed in the state. So um, this is, this is a team. These are two teams he knows very well. Um, and he said he was excited to, to see the game, even if he neglected to give an on-the-record pick of who would win the game, he uh, he uh, was he said he was going to be following these very closely and thought it would be a really good game between two two kind of similarly built teams. Like uh, like Coach Webb told me on <laughs> on Sunday for our pregame in, or for our preview interview, he said this would be in a Marvel comic if. Uh, if Thor would fight the Hulk, and he wasn't sure which one was which team, but he said they were. Uh, it was going to be a battle between two uh, two monsters and two uh, two really physical teams. So it should be it should be interesting. Since then, my comic book fans in my life have told me that that that's an unrealistic fight. That they they wouldn't really fight each other. Those two, but. Uh, I, Have they not watched Ragnarok? Oh, see, this is I. I don't follow them close enough. It's a real. Yeah. It's a real thing. I'll have to pass your message along to the the person that told me that they wouldn't really fight. So uh, it's good to know. But um, we'll get back to getting back to actual football on the field here with uh, with Saturday's game, and I think it is time to. To give some picks, um, I'll go first since it's uh, since it's Maryville, and I'll be there on Saturday. Um, I I think Maryville's just rolling right now, and Cassville. I don't expect it to be a blowout by any means, like I picked last week, and uh, and a couple of the other weeks this playoffs. Maryville hasn't had a real test so far in the playoffs of a close game. I think that comes on Saturday, but I think they find a way to get it done. And uh, and pull out a victory. I think we're looking at like maybe a, a twenty six to twenty type game or something like that. Actually, we'll say twenty one because Cassville's not missing an extra point. They have uh, one of the best kickers in the state, an all state kid, which in a close game like this actually could come into play uh, with Connor Weiss being a good kicker too. But uh, this this kid for uh, 
for Cassville pretty much doesn't miss his extra points. So um, they're not going to have an, uh, a weird score like that. So I'm going 26-21. Uh, Maryville wins this game and goes on to the state championship game next week. What do you think for this game, Anthony? Throwing darts here. Uh, <laughs> to make it fun, I'll go 28-24. Oh, go. I'll go with Maryville. So I'll just follow you. Hey, there you go. You leader. get the kick of a field goal. Normally, in most weeks, that would a pick of a field goal would be would be not very likely. But this kid does have a couple this year, so um, they could easily they could easily need to do that. So um, it's a uh, we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. Um, and then before we end the podcast here, um, we do need to touch on Anthony's area of expertise um so he's not throwing darts at this one but um <laughs> the eight-man state championship game is this week obviously north andrew right down the road um probably about the closest school to our coverage area that's not in our coverage area so um i had the i had the privilege of watching them play in stanbury last week another one of those schools that's just outside our coverage area um so they they handled Stanberry in a game that tightened up at the end. But if you were watching it, you were always pretty confident. I think North Andrew had that game under control. Um, but just a really good game with a couple really good running backs going at it. Tucker Schieber ran for 180 yards and a touchdown for Stanberry. Was phenomenal defensively, too. Just making one-on-one tackles all over the place. I really uh, – Really thought he was good. That was one of the most impressive defensive games I've seen from an individual effort. Just that that kid making tackles in the open field really, really kept them in that game. So they had a they had a chance at the end. Um, but on the other side, Hayden Ecker also was fantastic in that game. Over 200 yards, four touchdowns, two long runs to seal it at the end. Um, the Stanberry PA announcer was not pleased with the last run he had, but with a minute and a half left in the game, he he broke one for uh, for forty some yards and a touchdown. And on the two point conversion, Coach Dwayne Williams, the consummate pro, took a knee, so he wouldn't wouldn't add to the score. And the PA announcer made a uh, a snide comment that said North Andrew takes a knee one play too late. But Stanberry had the timeouts. They were using the timeouts. Um, they would have had to punt the ball back to them if they just would have taken knees. So, so not not the best look for the Stanberry PA, whoever he is. Um, but a really impressive performance by both teams. And I think both teams kind of go out of that game pretty excited about where their future is. For Stanberry, it'll obviously be next season with a young core. But for North Andrew, it's this week with a shot to win a state championship. So um, they should be excited about that. Anthony, you had the other game in the state. So before we get into previewing this, just what do you see from uh, South Harrison Drexel last week? Um, you know, I saw Southwest struggle a bit offensively, uh, you know, for the first time this year. Um, and that's that's just because Drexel plays really, really good defense. Um, you know, get 
you know, on two of their scoring drives, it took converting a fourth and long for them to get in the end zone. Um, but what you see is just uh, in that game, well, Jacob Coffey was the first time I saw him in person in Drexel. Uh, and he may be the most impressive eight-man player I've seen in person. Uh, that's how good he was. The problem for Drexel was they just, that was all they had. And by the end of the, you know, by second half, they just ran out of gas. And Southwest will do that to you. They run a high pace offense. Um, and when you don't have much depth, that, that'll wear on you. Um, and so you kind of solved that. Um, and then you saw offensively, because of the effort they were putting on defense, they just, they didn't have much. Um, but that being said, you know, Southwest, I've thought talent-wise was probably the most impressive team in eight-man. Uh, North Andrews stays number one just because they've uh, beaten just about everyone. And they just, while they're not as talented individually as, uh, you know, a Southwest, as a team, they are really, really good. And I think you, you saw that last week. Um, and so that's what will make this one interesting. Um, and they've seen teams like Southwest this year. You know, they played Pattonsburg twice. And, you know, while Southwest has some good athletes, uh, they don't have uh, Cameron Jones or Brett Emig um, and guys like that. So it'll be interesting to see how they decide to move the ball. Now, Pattonsburg also doesn't have Wes Hughes, a quarterback, which could end up being, uh, you know, how they move the ball. An issue for Southwest is uh, Chase Neptune. He played a couple plays on offense, and then his injury started flaring up again. So it'll be interesting to see if he's able to go at all on Saturday on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and without him, there's still a good offense, but he is, he is a difference maker. And he's the kind of guy you would need in a big game like that. Um, but defensively, um, for Southwest, they, you know, North Andrews is going to have their issues running the ball. They're a big physical team, uh, but Jaden Sears is the best defensive player in the state. Um, and, you know, no matter what game I've watched, um, he's destroyed the other team's offensive line. Um, so we'll see how Coach Williams handles that. Um, I think it'd be a really good game. Uh, I think, you know, it won't be anything like we saw last year with Southwest getting blown out. Um, I think it'd be more uh, like the game we saw two years ago with Worth County and Mountain City, uh, kind of that back and forth and kind of come down to the end. Yeah, um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. Like you said, Jaden Sears, great player. Um, I, I, I just can't see North Andrew not being able to run the ball, at least. I mean, it's not going to be like like some weeks, but but that team's just so good at running the ball, whether it's uh, – whether it's Thomas on just those little keepers, they, they like to run that that seem to get yeah. four yards a pop at minimum, and every once in a while he'll break one. But um, that that might be an option if they just run him on little keepers away from Sears or or and Ecker just like I said was phenomenal last week. So it'll be interesting to see um, see kind of strength on strength there with Sears in that front seven or that. <laughs> I got to get used to my eight-man lingo. It's not a front seven, I guess. But but that defensive front for uh, for uh, Southwest Livingston to go against, going against a team for uh, 
Well, full, when you're uh, playing North, North Andrew, and I think Hughes can can have some uh, can have some uh, good moments too, for sure. Um, Stanberry played without their starting quarterback, and they had some receivers open downfield that that they just missed, and and they hit some of them too. So it'll be interesting. We'll have to. I'm sure Coach Williams will have a good game plan and uh, and be ready for that. But it'll be a challenge for for even a great defense like uh, like North Andrew to uh, to stop that offense. That's for sure. Yeah, and that'll be that's kind of the difference. You know, I brought up Pattonsburg and their offense, but the difference between Southwest and Pattonsburg is how they play on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and while North Andrew was able to, you know, get in a bit of a shootout with them, uh, that'll be much more difficult against Southwest because that is a there's a very solid front three, front four. Um, and, you know, when you're playing North Andrew, maybe you do put seven in the box. You may have been right. Um, so it should be fun. Yeah. Uh, they should be able to take some things from that Drexel offensive game plan and kind of put those to use. Um, like I said, Coffee had some success running against them. So it'll be fun, and we'll see. Uh, both really good guys, good coaches. So should be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, that game's that game's obviously Saturday, same time as uh, same time as the Maryville game. So, um, since I went first on the first pick, um, I'll let Anthony you take the lead on this one. Who you got in this game? Do I have to pick? Yes, you have to pick. Could do a Kirk Curb Street where <laughs> he doesn't pick on like college game day because he's covering the game and got to stay impartial. But uh, you're not um, broadcasting this thing, and as your employer, I give you give you permission to uh, to say who you got. You know, I caught some grief last week from Southwest uh, because I voted North Andrew number one all year, but. Uh, I think we'll go with Southwest. Um, I love I love North Andrew. Uh, Coach Williams is great. Um, I think if I'm picking with my head, you know, it's it's got to be with the more talented team and the more balanced team. So I would go with Southwest 34, North Andrew 28. If you're picking with your heart, you got to pick with the guy that uh... – that uh, just proposed to his uh, to his lady the other day at the game. So uh, Oren will be be hurt to hurt to hear that you might be uh, picking with your heart for North Andrew. Can't imagine that. Well, you know they're just there's. That's fair. <laughs> I know I know you're close <laughs> to all these eight man teams. If you pick with your heart, you pick for a tie, and then both get state championships. So, but. That's been done before. That's been done before. I don't. I don't think they still do that. But <laughs> I could imagine. I would. I would sense some communities would be even less happy with that than if they had lost the game. So, uh, but, but we'll transition. I'm picking North Andrew in this. They're the team I've seen live. If I'd seen Southwest live, maybe I'd. Uh, I'd have been just as impressed with them dominating the team. But I was I was super impressed with uh, with North Andrew uh, last week, and just the way they handled a really good Stanberry team, and the way they came back from adversity. They had one of the weirdest plays 
I've ever seen in that game <laughs> where uh, where Hannon just uh, – he kicked the ball on a kickoff. He kicked the ball out of the end zone where he thought he was in the end zone and it would have been a touchback. The officials on the field initially ruled touchback and then they changed their mind and gave them the ball at the one-yard line because they said he kicked the ball out at the one-yard line and or oh. that he was – out it was a very it was a very strange situation where you never see before and I was joking with coach Williams after the game like maybe maybe the moral of that story should be you just don't kick the ball on a on a uh, on a kickoff and just grab the ball and take a knee but live and learn I guess but the next play uh, Chase Thomas fumbled the snap or Carson Thomas sorry fumbled the snap and uh, and Sheba jumped on it in the end zone for a uh, for a touchdown to cut the score to a one score game with uh, with about three minutes left, and they ended up getting the ball back, or they ended up having to kick the ball back to to North Andrew, and that's when Ecker went went off on the first play from scrimmage with the with the long touchdown run, a sixty nine yard touchdown run. So um, that was that was a big. Big moment though that a lot of teams could have tucked their heads and kind of fallen apart with, um, but they, like I said, first play they answered. So anyway, that's a long answer to say I'm picking North Andrew in this game. I think defense wins championships. I think they're a little bit better defense, even though South South uh, West Livingston isn't your typical running gun defense that just gives up points like crazy. Um, but they, the North Andrews, probably the best defense in the state. So, um, uh, I'm picking the Cardinals to uh, to win another state championship in a in a very close. I think you're going to have a lot of fun going to that game and watching those two teams battle. But we'll split the picks, and I'll go with the Cardinals in this one. Um, so anyway, those are the football games for Saturday. On Tuesday. Both of us saw high school basketball open up, and uh, and Anthony, you saw Mercer and uh, Northeast Nottaway play. Well, I went to to Eagleville to check out uh, North Nottaway and North Harrison. So um, next week we're going to be doing a larger um, kind of previewing all the teams and looking what they've done so far as our. Uh, as the forums uh, preview section for high school basketball comes out next week. But for now, just what were your initial thoughts on, uh, on watching Northeast play and especially the boys team that had a really good showing against Mercer, it looked like. Yeah. Um, for the girls still work in progress. Um, they're growing, getting, you know, getting better little by little. Um, they started two freshmen yesterday. Um, so you're kind of seeing the youth kind of, you know, insert itself into that program. Um, but Mercer, you know, the Mercer girls are really good. So, and it's first game of the year. So we'll see how they improve as the season goes. And as those young kids get more experience for the boys, um, it was really an impressive effort. I'm not sure how good the Mercer boys are. Um, but even if that was the case, um, you know, the Blue Jays did what they were supposed to do. Um, and they beat them by 30. You know, they let the young kids get to play in the fourth quarter, and that's always a good thing. 
um, for your team. Um, and what I was really impressed with for them, um, you know, first it was with their juniors with Ben Boswell and Austin Pride. They were really good. Uh, Austin Pride looks a little quicker, uh, a little bit bigger. Um, and he dominated that game, led the team with 24 points. Um, but then, you know, the younger kids, the sophomores, uh, a couple of freshmen, uh, they were really good. You know, Dylan McIntyre scored 10 points in the second half for them. He had 14 total. Um, and that's something they kind of need moving forward is, you know, kind of that third guy outside of Ben and Austin to uh, help that offense. Um, and they're quicker than they were last year as well. Um, and which works well for the kind of defense they play, uh, fast, aggressive. Um, and they really enjoy it. And then they talked about that after the game. Um, and that's how they kind of got the points they did were steals and fast breaks. Um, missed a few too many layups. Uh, talked to them afterwards. Um, but when you win by 30, those are things that, you know, don't really stand out as much. So it was an impressive effort. Um, and I, I think they'll be much improved from where they were a year ago. Yeah, and a different from one Coach Jackson with Coach Roy Jackson out there to the other Coach Jacksons in our area with uh, with Sammy and Lindsey coaching the uh, coaching the North Andrew or North Andrew. I got football in the mind still. North Nottaway girls. Uh, they had a really impressive win against a traditionally really good program with North Harrison, who yes has another Craig girl who's a senior this year. Um, they have they've they've had a Craig on the team for it feels like fifteen years at this point. So Emma Craig is is a senior now for them, and uh, and North Harrison took the lead in the fourth quarter in that game, and uh, and little sophomore guard uh, Jackie Klein uh, finished it out for them, and she banked in a three to tie the game, and then and then a couple minutes later with the game still tied. Uh, she drove past Emma Craig, who was kind of one-on-one on her, and uh, and went for layup to uh, to take the lead with 28 seconds left, forced a travel on on Craig on the other end, and uh, and then uh, freshman Saren Brown went to the line, tried they tried to ice her in between free throws, but she uh, switched them both, and uh, it was a four-point win for North Nottaway there. That team. That team's going to be fun. They're young. Um, they they have a couple key seniors with Jaden Dobbins and Carissa Oberhauser. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, they're pretty young. Uh, Sailor Brown was the third leading scorer in the game. She's a junior as well. But uh, Klein was the team's leading scorer, just a sophomore guard. Um, and then Saren Brown was the second leading scorer in her first ever game. Um, having having a really good game and coming up clutch when she had to at the end. Uh, Lauren Herndon, whose whose sister uh, Kristen Herndon plays college basketball. Um, she's a freshman as well. Hit a three in that game is going to be an important contributor for them. And uh, they've had a couple of girls out with quarantine, so they're only going to get deeper as the season goes on. So really, really promising start for uh, for the Lady Mustangs up there. And the boys came up on the short end against a really good – you talked about the athletes Pattonsburg had uh, in football. One of those is Brett Emig, who scored 35 points in that game and was was pretty well unstoppable for North Harrison as they came away with a 14-point win. Um, but they actually 
got off to a 13-0 start in that game. And uh, and North Nottaway came back and uh, and battled back in the first quarter, cut it to 13-9. They had nine straight points. Um, the Blackford kids can really shoot the ball. Um, Andrew Blackford and then uh, freshman Aiden Blackford. Andrew got in foul trouble right after they cut it to – he picked up his third foul right after they cut it to 13-9. to nine. Had to go to the bench. North or North Harrison stretched out the lead to the point where it was 25 points in the third middle of the third quarter. Um, but North Harrison's not a deep team, um, so they don't have the option to pull their starters. So um, they so they both teams kept going at it, and Carson Oberhauser. Um, kind of had an individual run where he cut the lead to uh, to 10 points or very early in the fourth quarter, and it was still a game. Um, ended up being a 14-point victory for, for North Harrison, like I said. But that was just a good game. And North Nottaway is certainly going to win their share of games this year with, uh, with the backcourt they have. Like I said, both the Blackford kids played really well in that game. Aiden Blackford had 22 points in his first-ever high school game. Um, he, I know Anthony has talked a lot about his game, uh, on the football field. He was a good receiver for Carson Oberhauser during the, uh, yep. during the football season, but he, he looked really good in the, in, in a basketball jersey too. So, uh, just played really well. Like I said, Andrew Blackford had foul trouble the whole game. He actually hit two threes to open the second half and get them back within within I think it was a 12-point game at that point and they seemed to have a lot of momentum at that point and then he immediately picked up his fourth foul to begin the third quarter <laughs> and that's something coach Michael Trance who also coaches with the football team um, and is in his first year coaching basketball said is that Andrew just has to kind of learn that as opposed to previous years where he was an important player but uh but a role player and uh and, and a starter but not somebody who your whole offense shuts down if he's out of the game now he's kind of their star and he has to know that he can't pick up cheap little fouls at half court which was the one that knocked him out early his third foul was was at mid court trying to intercept the pass and it he, that's that's what Coach Trath said after the game is he has to know that those two points are not worth eight minutes of our best player not being on the floor. So uh, so that's that's kind of what they're learning growing together. They're a really young team, but they're going to be good um, in the future. And like I said, we will have a lot more in high school basketball, obviously in the coming months. But next week, particular as we. Uh, we uh, plan on having a Maryville uh, state championship game to preview, but we will also be talking some high school basketball and going through going through the teams and what they have coming back for this season. So, are we, uh, are we previewing the eight man twenty twenty one season, or you and Devin might have to start your own podcast to preview that? We'll certainly recap how who wins and let you all know who wins. You're, uh, you're going to have plenty of coverage from that. Both Anthony will have, uh, will have updates from the game and obviously game story for the forum on Saturday. So uh, check out maryvilleforum.com for all that. And also uh, 
follow Anthony's Patreon page too for even more eight-man coverage, and I'm sure you'll be previewing stuff uh, before we know it for for next season. Hopefully, put my Stanberry Bulldogs up there high because apparently I'm a Stanberry Homer. So don't don't tell Coach Williams that though. So we'll see. <laughs> Anyway, until next week um, and all that fun stuff we got coming up, um, I'm John Dykstra, joined by Anthony Crane, and thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next week.